1: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Your Village podcast, Parenting Beyond Discipline, the place to learn about all things parenting and get your questions answered. I'm your host, Erin Royer. Okay, some great questions today about some very common concerns. One, about what to do when your preschool or daycare is asking for help with inappropriate behaviors at school. And another, on separation anxiety. Okay, my puppy is in the room with me today and she has a little bone, so I was going to kick her out, but hopefully it won't come onto the recording, but if you hear a little bit of chomping, I don't want to kick her out of the room, so that's what that noise is. And another, on separation anxiety, in this case, likely due to a new sibling. Then I have some time-saving tips I'm going to share. I like to think of myself as kind of the queen of efficiency and multitasking, or at least the queen of trying to figure out the most efficient way to get things done in a really busy family. So I really work hard to not work so hard, at least in areas that I don't have to, so I can have more energy for the stuff that needs my energy, like my kids' emotional struggles, or staying organized, and on top of all the kids' extras, from school plays to projects to sports events and practices. So, I'll share some tips. I'm just learning and really getting into the groove that are already really helping me out a lot, helping our family out a lot, actually. So, the first question is from Ashley, and she wrote Hi, Erin. Thank you for your classes. I'm writing because this morning when I dropped my 20 month old son off at daycare, they wanted to chat. It was all very casual. While they emphasize that the changes in my son's personality are developmental, they've also been sudden. So the last couple of weeks, my son, who is usually good at listening, has started to disobey. If the teachers ask him to do something, he'll do the exact opposite. Additionally, he has started taking toys from his friends in class, and they're spending more time monitoring him. This coincides with a significant increase in verbal skills and a huge growth spurt, almost three inches and three pounds. The teachers have asked me to speak to him before he comes to daycare to remind him to listen to his teachers, but I need more direction there. Two and a half weeks ago, we went on vacation for five days with a very close family friend who have a two and a half year old who has not been to school yet. She has some only child tendencies, such as grabbing, yelling, no, not always listening well, etc. Essentially, many of the things that the teachers are now saying my son is exhibiting. So I have two questions. How can we support the teachers through parenting outside of daycare? and how should we monitor the interactions my son has with this very close friend. We also spent time with them on Sunday and in a one hour period at home. They were fighting over toys and attention. Thanks for any help you can give. So my first question to Ashley is, how attached are you to your daycare? Now I'm really not one to suggest flippantly changing care providers the moment they do something you don't love security and familiarity is a very important thing up to a point. So I ask this to see if this is a place that overall, Ashley, really like, and they do a great job, or if there's been some questions about it anyway. There's a tipping point of when the security and the familiarity is no longer the higher or stronger pull in making a decision to stay or go. So I'm just kind of asking Ashley to weigh this out. Only the family experiencing this school, the day in and day out experiences, can know when or what that tipping point is. I'm also wondering, is it a daycare or is it a preschool? Now, preschool doesn't usually start until around two and a half to three, but some preschools have a daycare option for younger kids until they're ready for preschool. If it is affiliated with a preschool, I'm wondering if there is a system. What system or philosophy do they follow, if any? Waldorf, Montessori, Reggio, Highscope, etc.? What training do the teachers have in early childhood development and or education? And I'm asking all of these and throwing these all out there because it sounds like they're not very knowledgeable about child development. So 20 months old is still extremely young. At this age, he has no understanding of the other, let alone empathy for the other. And so what's likely happening, while it may seem like a sudden change, is that he is now developing strongly his sense of self. This is coming on board and why you have or will soon hear a lot of that me, my, and mine language. It also means it's common for toddlers in this age to go through an oppositional stage. So along with this, it's very common for children to grab toys. They really don't realize that there's another person attached to the other end of that toy who's playing with it and they just know that they want it and so they grab it. Now that doesn't mean that it's acceptable or that um, we have to let it happen, particularly if the other child gets upset. If the other child doesn't seem to notice, usually you kinda let it go. If the other child is upset about it, then you wanna work through it, help them work through it. But there's just, they're really not aware of other toddlers, children, people at that point and that they might be doing something or might have an interest in the toy that they're playing with or that they're going to upset that person when they take it. So this is a really common thing um, at this age and for this to come on at this age. The other thing is that in this age range, toddlers will often go through that oppositional stage and it usually peaks around the age of two and a half. What this means is you say up and they go down, you say here and they go there. This is normal and healthy. Now, this doesn't mean he gets to grab toys or do whatever he wants. It just means that this is part of the development and that the adults who work with him need to, number one, understand this, these stages and what's happening, and then have tools to know how to work with that. And it sounds like these teachers may not have those skills or that understanding. Also at his age, their memory is extremely short. Like within a few minutes, they're going to forget anything they've been told. So the only thing that helps teach new behaviors is working with the child in that moment. So at this age, at 20 months old, like we're talking not even two years old yet, the only thing that's going to help them learn new behaviors is working with that child in that moment, right when it's happening. No amount of talking or reminding at home or even right as you're getting to daycare is going to make one iota of difference in the behavior even 10 minutes later let alone a couple hours later also young toddlers are very impulsive because they just don't have that frontal lobe developed yet that helps with their reasoning skills and helps them think through their actions they just kind of do what they want to do in the moment they want to do it so with the developing of the self and a sense of autonomy and independence their expectations of his behavior are really unrealistic and especially the expectation that any kind of reminder at home is going to make any difference at school. The only thing you can do at home is to keep helping him with these behaviors if or when you're even seeing them at home by using the positive discipline tools like choices, especially making them fun, the fun choices, helping him make good choices, one, two, three magic when you really need him to comply and quickly like getting out the door or doing something dangerous like climbing up high on a table or the back of the couch, then you can use that one, two, three magic to reverse that behavior. Contribution, getting him engaged in helping with a task which removes attention from something less appropriate, like pulling on the dog's tail or dumping all the toys out while you're trying to get dinner ready or get out the door in the morning. These are the things you can do at home, but if he's an only child, you're not having those interactions with other children, especially other children his age, then these are the reasons he's there to learn those social skills at school. But even so, 20 months old, they really just don't understand or connect with other children and start to play with them until well into the age of two. And then they don't do that collaborative play until usually around the age of three where they start working together on play, play scenarios and imaginative play and rules for games that they're making up and that kind of thing. It's just a process that happens throughout these years. As an adult and a mom of a son, both with ADHD, I know navigating the expectations of life with ADHD can be a challenge. But finding the right care and proper tools needed to succeed can be life changing. With the right resources, you can turn your ADHD into your superpower. Done is an online ADHD care platform that can get you all the resources you need to help manage your ADHD, online visits, Refills, and a 24 7 care team made for you. Starting to take care of your ADHD is as easy as 1. Taking a one minute free assessment to see if done can help. 2. Booking an appointment with a licensed ADHD clinician as soon as today or tomorrow. 3. Start receiving ongoing care. Enjoy online visits, personalized treatment plan, worry free refills, and 24 7 care. Take a free one-minute assessment and book an appointment with a licensed ADHD clinician as soon as the next day. Get continuous care, insurance coverage and 24/7 care team support with done for just $79 a month and pharmacy co-pays as low as zero dollars. Unlock your path to better focus now at get.donefirst.com/podcast Done Turn your ADHD into your strength. Curious about ByHeart? Redeem your welcome offer at byheart.com slash podcast with the code parenting for a limited time. Additional terms and conditions apply. As far as the friend, her behavior doesn't actually sound particularly out of expectation for her age range either. So two and a half is the peak for that negativism. The the lots of no's and the other oppositions to pretty much anything and everything that someone tells the child to do is going to peak around two and a half. Grabbing and that type of behavior is also common at two and a half, even well into the three for some toddlers, doesn't mean it's acceptable. So what you're, you might be wondering, and I'm not sure how the other parent was handling it, but when there's the grabbing and that kind of thing, is that you want to step in and help facilitate those interactions, but it's still a very common behavior and it's something that you want to coach. But three is when the empathy, the beginning of understanding that there's another person with other feelings That may be upset by our behaviors or our choices is what starts to develop just starting at three. And that's when kids will begin to understand that their behavior and choices have an effect on others, that other people have feelings too, and that those feelings may not always match our own feelings. Like we want to play this game, but they don't want to play that game. That's when they're going to start to learn that so with two young toddlers neither of them has a lot of skills yet for cooperation or negotiation or that kind of thing so it's it's generally going to be either they're just not going to pay a lot of attention to each other or they are going to tend to grab toys and do things that are what we might see as an unacceptable behavior a little so it's okay to let them work it out if you like but if one of them is constantly taking over or one is constantly getting the short end of the stick and getting the toys taken away and getting upset then you want to intervene. Or if it starts to get physical, hitting, scratching, pinching, that type of thing, then you'll want to step in right away and coach. And the class on coaching, if you're not sure how to do that, the class on coaching does cover how to teach a child to work on their behaviors to make different choices based on where they are, where the level of understanding is is it's called scaffolding so we want to scaffold our child and start with where they are with the coaching process so we want to If they really have no idea what to do, we're going to really work with them on that level. As we teach them, they're going to learn more about what to do. They're going to know the answers, but they aren't always going to practice it. So in that, then coaching starts to become more of a reminder to help that become their second nature. So that coaching class really goes into that in a lot more detail of how to do that scaffolding process around coaching behaviors and choices. And that is on the website at yourvillageonline.com under the discipline section of course and then there's other classes for coaching and working with children with aggression and anger things like helping your child with anger your developing toddler your developing preschooler all cover what is developmentally normal in these age ranges for social skills emotion skills and how to really work with them on those skills to make them stronger and help them develop those earlier so now if ashley you do love this daycare if you love them, everything's great, everything normally goes really well, they just seem to be missing this piece a little bit, you could just sit down, you could ask them a lot of questions about their background and their expectations, what they normally do with children when or toddlers when they see this behavior, how they normally work with them, and see if you can't come to a place of more balance with them where they're understanding that this is... Normal developmental behavior and that they really need to work with him in the moment and that that's really the only thing that's going to help him learn to make better choices while he's at school. If you don't love it, if you have some other reasons you've been wondering about it or kind of waffling or thinking maybe it's not the best fit and you're open, I would do a search and really look for a place that's heavy on their education and understanding of the child development process and working with children within that framework so that you can find a place that will really help him thrive and blossom as he goes into these preschool years and he's exploding in all his areas of development, the social, cognitive, physical, and emotional development. So for any parents who are wanting to know exactly what to look for, all the questions to ask, as well as just knowing the options for different methods and philosophies of teaching in preschools, and they're different. There's not necessarily one that's better than the other, and there are some that will resonate with certain family values and some that aren't as good of a fit for family values. The class on choosing a preschool covers all these methods, all the questions to ask, things to look for, to really help parents be prepared to recognize when a school is or is not a place that is going to understand child development and work within your child's developmental appropriateness, as well as the school that just may not be the right fit for your particular family, for your family values. So, that class I love is on the website at yourvillageonline.com under the education section. And then, of course, the choices, the coaching, like I said, under the discipline section as separate classes or also put together under the discipline tools for toddlers class or the discipline tools for preschoolers okay so now i'm going to take a few minutes to share my new found life hacks but parenting hacks for getting more organized saving time and improving my own self-care the newsletter just went out today and i talk a little bit about self-care in there as well as care for our children but so some of you may have discovered some of these already and you're probably loving them and you're probably like of course Erin you should have known this like a year ago or months ago but (laughs) I'm just getting on board with this um if you have anything to add to what I share feel free to send us a message at podcast at yourvillageonline.com Amy will send it to me I'll share them on the next episode so that everyone can hear your great organization secrets But if you haven't started using these, then I hope you're as excited about them as I am about using them. So when it comes to self-care, we all have areas of struggle. And for me, that area that seems to keep coming back is nutrition. It has always been a struggle. I do well for a while, and then when life is really busy and stressful, I fall back into bad habits. I eat too much pre-prepared foods, too much sugar. With three kids, so many activities, dinner time is a really tough time of day for me. I'm I'm kind of tired. I'm wearing out by the end of the day. So opening a bag of pre-made food or those drive-through stops, even if it's like the healthier drive-through, it's still not nearly as good as the home-prepped meals. There's just added stuff, fats and salts and sugars into the foods that we don't do at home when we cook. So it becomes, for me, becomes an all too common habit, and it's not a good one, when I fall back into that pre-prepared foods and the drive-throughs thing. So my goal early on this year was to really focus on this, our family nutrition, because it isn't just for me, it's also I'm building my children's tastes for food, and so this was really important to me. I wanted to make those pre-packaged and fast food meals a lot less frequent in our house, And actually, there's a picture I posted on my Instagram account on Monday, Iron Mom 2020, of my daughter helping me in the kitchen. And this is a picture of us continuing to commit to turning this habit around. And from the picture, you'll also see that there's an added benefit when you have kids that are a little bit older that can help that bonding, the contribution, them growing their skills, just so many pluses to doing this and making this part of your family repertoire. So it all started with my subscription to ButcherBox. What I love about ButcherBox is that I can completely customize my box If we still have a lot of chicken left, I can do more beef or seafood in my next box or vice versa. I can change things around. So this combined with the well-chosen recipes on their website that have a quick prep and cook times, that I can have a healthy, fully home-cooked meal on the table in as little as 20 minutes. And sometimes it's really fun to indulge. And my oldest son has high-end taste. I don't know where it came from, but he has this thing about wanting to try filet mignon. And if tenderness is the mark for an excellent steak, then the filet mignon is definitely king. So I told him we could make it at home. So I was really excited when I heard that right now, ButcherBox is giving you two filets and a pack of bacon for free in your first box. So I just had to place my order for that. I went online, I chose my cuts from my box, and am get shipped right to my door, saves me so much time. So right now, you can get two filet mignons, a pack of bacon, plus $20 off your first box when you sign up at butcherbox.com slash parenting, or use the promo code parenting at the checkout. So that's two free filet mignons, a pack